You are listening to the Grace Bible Podcast, hosted by pastors Bob Cacharo and Stuart McRae. On the pod, we study through books of the Bible and have theological conversations in a laid-back format. On this episode of the podcast, we'll be continuing our series in Philippians, looking at chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Hey, Bob. Hey, Stuart. How's it going? Going good. It's actually a wonderful day. Aha! Uh-huh. What what is making this day so wonderful? Well, well? there was a, a, a once again a lovely Christian woman, godly woman who heard something on a podcast. Apparently, uh, decided to bring some bacon today, and so just want to thank Lauren officially to the, <laughs> to everybody who listens uh, for providing bacon today. What a wonderful, joyful uh, surprise that was when I came in, and I may have a bacon coma later. But well, my my mantra is that bacon makes everything better. That's true. Actually, is, isn't that in Proverbs somewhere? I'm sure it's somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my. Well, listen, today we are uh, rounding the corner in the chapter four and uh, of Fli- Paul's letter to the Philippians. And it's a, it's a short passage today, uh, amazingly, and we're going to probably definitely spend like 35 minutes on it is my guess. And uh, because there's so much here. Right, yep. like, like even in just verse one, um, there's so much here. So I want, I want to read it, and then we can just start to talk about it um, and see what we see in the passage here today. So let me read it. So starting in in chapter four, verse one, in the CSB, Paul says, "So then, my dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown, in this manner stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I urge Yodia and I urge Syntyche to agree in the Lord." Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. I just want to point out the way in which you pronounce Yodia and Syntyche is even if you don't know it, as Pastor Doug says, just say it with authority, which I did. I uh, hope that's right. So. You know, the other insider tip, though, is, is we probably all have access to an audio Bible. Oh, there who are, you go. Who are read yeah. by professionals, yes. and they spend yeah. a lot of time figuring out how to say those things right. You know, I don't know. I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Oh, pro level my tip. gosh. Yeah, pro-level tip. <laughs> Listen to someone else and hope they're right. This is why people come to the podcast. Yes. Of course, they could be listening to me today. <laughs> and that's not necessarily Uh-oh. yeah right oh oh no Uh-oh. bad bad all right so let's start out we're gonna we're gonna break this into two parts okay we're gonna do verse one uh, and talk about that and we'll do verses two and three and uh, I look at at Paul in verse one as as essentially um, making a a a summative statement. Of summative? Summative, yes. Summative. <laughs> new, new words brought to you by Bob as well That's on the right. podcast. I may have actually made that word up. I'm not even sure if it is one as I think about it, but it is him sort of summarizing in one exhortation, right? One final command, everything he has has talked about uh, so far in the main body of his letter. And I want to I sort of make the case for that today. Um, and then verses two and three are really an application of everything that Paul has has told them essentially, um, and so let's let's start out with with one, and I think what what Paul really is doing here when he says so then he he says there it's the same as therefore right he's pointing back to what he said, uh, and we always look to the immediate context first right We're trying to see if that's what he's talking about and clearly he is I think that's true right the idea of. Uh, pursuing Christ, straining forward with a heavenward focus, right? The idea of, of imitating, right? He talks about, he's concluding from that, definitely. But I, I think it goes back even further than that. And here's why I, I think that. I think if we look at how Paul starts this, he says, so then my dearly loved and long for brothers and sisters. And that's reminiscent of what he said in chapter one, isn't it? When he first started talking about them, he said, it's right for me to think of you this way because I have you in my heart, 
verse eight, how I deeply I, I miss all of you. What do you think? Uh, yeah, well, I think the other thing that uh, comes to mind here is this idea of standing firm in the Lord. Yeah. Um, that most certainly pulls us all the way back to um, 127 and the beginning of two where there were similar calls to stand firm together, whether that was in the face of opposition outside the church or whether yep. that was because of disunity in the church. Yeah. And then uh, just a bit of, just a bit of forecast reason then that, that starts even making more sense as we move along here, because all of a sudden now there's another disunity issue that he's going to call them to be unified. And it's off the heels of this stand firm in the Lord. That's so right. yeah, do you think it kind of most clearly has a connection to what came before, but it's hard not to think that this isn't sort of a, a conclusion of this whole section though. Right. Right. Um, Cause we are moving chapter four. We're moving on to the end here with yes. some final exhortations. That's so. right. That's right. No, I think you're right. And I, I think even when we think about what does he mean by standing firm, we, we need to go back to verse 27 of chapter one and think about what he said, right? Where yep. he said just one thing as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm. Yep. And then it means to be standing firm in one spirit and one accord, right? Agreeing and contending together for the faith of the gospel. Yep. And there is this picture, as we said way back in, in when we did the podcast on this, a picture of unity. Yes. Right? It's a picture yep. of unity. And, and just to be clear, if, if you know, if this is a command. Yes. Yes. Not, right. not, a, not, a, not a, well, you should really try to do this and if, if you want to, but no, stand firm. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's good. No, that's right. And, and so... Uh, the other thing I want to point out, which I, I thought was interesting, right? He says, my joy. And one of the things that Paul said was to complete his joy in Philippians was if they were unified. If they were unified. Right? Yeah. And so we just, yeah. we, it, it, what's been amazing about Philippians, hasn't it, is that we, as we read on, we keep seeing these connections back that help us understand more about what Paul is saying than just what is actually in the verse all by itself, right? There are so many connections. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, I, so I, I just was amazed at how full this part of, of one verse yep. has so much meaning. And this is what I, I think they would have understood it to be. I think right? so. Because they would have heard this. We have to remember, we, they, they didn't read uh, three verses at a time. The letter was read to the church. Yeah, like we'd read any letter. Right. Or any email or whatever, right? Yes. We're not going to just read the first uh, the first few sentences of the email received, and then I'll, I'll come back to it next week and read the right. next few, and then the next to you and yeah you'd sit down and read all read this in one sitting yeah and so you would you would have this context right you'd, you'd have this idea this is what paul's been talking about all along yep. and he is he is clearly urging us to to be unified as part of as standing firm to stand firm in the lord as who we are in the lord right all these things um i, I always think about this like we would never pick up a book and read it and like open the middle of the book and read like a page and think we understood <laughs> everything that the book was, that page was talking about. But yet in the Bible, we tend to do that sometimes. And so the, a great lesson in Philippians is the, the, the benefit of actually really considering the context, both immediate and far. So that's the, the, the command to stand firm in the Lord. He calls them dear friends. That, that is the, the word that is often translated in the ESV as beloved. Um, and so uh, loved ones, I think we would call that, right? So again, we see his deep, deep love for them. 
We see his care and concern for them and the unity. And I think if we think back about the unity, there's one thing that came to mind for me as well. There were reasons for the unity. One was the internal body of Christ, right? That's important for unity inside the church. But the other was for our witness to the world, that we were to be uh, stars that shine for the world, right? right? And so that standing firm has those objectives too, right? So internally mm-hmm. for, the, for the purpose of the gospel and the unity of the church, but also to be a witness to the world. Of, of who we are in Christ. Uh, and so with that context, are we ready to go into the, to the fight? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So we, we have the next two verses. Uh, I'll read them just so we can get our, our bearings here for you, you guys. You can try that name again, and we'll see if it's the same way you said it the first time. Well, you, okay, so you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm feeling a little pressure. So I, ur- I urge Yodia. Oh, I did it wrong. <laughs> Great. I mean, you basically yeah. messed up urge. You knew it was going downhill after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think I was thinking about how I could say it funny, but I shouldn't have done that. Done that. So right, I urge Yodia and Sint- I urge Syntyche to agree in the <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> to agree in the Lord. Oh, this is serious stuff. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. And uh, I think it's interesting, and I'm, I'm going to say a couple things first. I, I think Paul is obviously applying what he's taught them through a real example and problem in the church. He's saying, all right, this is what I've taught you. Now, here's the problem. And he, we don't know what the problem is contextually. We don't really have any idea what they're disagreeing about. Um, but we do know that there are two, Paul says urge twice. So he's emphasizing this urging, right? He, I mean, to repeat it twice is unnecessary. You could say I urge Yudia and Syntyche, but he, he repeated it twice to, to agree in the Lord. And so there is this, this unnamed problem, but there's disagreement, obvious disunity of some kind that he is, he is trying to address. I don't think it's the entire intent of the letter, but I do think this is, this is something that he knows of that's going on. He's got to report back from someone, whether it's a, a Timothy or Epaphrodite or whoever has brought this to him. And so he's, he's trying to deal with them. And so I, I think a couple of things show up in this. I want to say what they are up front and then I want to uh, have, we'll try to show it. We can talk about it, but our, our unity, you're going to see, I think our unity and motivation to reconcile flows out of who we are in Christ, our identity. I think that's a, a, a point that we'll see in this. I think that unity requires that we work as Christians together, the ones who are disagreeing, to, to reconcile. And I think it is a, a work of the church as well to come alongside and help. We see those three things as Paul is sort of applying this in their situation. So let's let's look at look at those. Right? He says he wants them. To, to I'm sorry, I was skipping my own first point. He says that they're to do it in the Lord, to agree in the Lord, right? That's a reflection of it, it being together unified, right? In the Lord. But also he says that they are co-workers for the gospel, essentially, right? And whose names are in the book of life. In the book of life, what does that bring to mind for you? Uh, Revelation. Yeah, right? Yeah, where there's, there's, there's two books, um, the, the book of history, so all the all the actions of of man, and then there's the book of life, in which names are written before the foundation of the world. Yeah, um, and the title on the book is the the Lamb who was slain. But that is that's significant. The book of life. In fact, we we, we see references to book in in that type of concept in the Old Testament too. But mm-hmm. it's very explicit in in Revelation, and yep. it is a it is intended to be 
uh, of salvation. That's, That's what right. this is. I mean, it, we kind of get it, book of life, but just to be explicit, these yeah. are those whose names are written before the foundation of the world, yeah. covered by the blood of the lamb That's and right. who will be saved. Yeah. Th- those who have eternal life, those who are uh, the ones who have that hope in the resurrection and to being with Jesus when yep. they die, right? And so that is, he's saying, look, these are who, who you are. These are who they are, right? And so this is not only uh, is it who they are, but it is why we, we need to be unified together because we are united in Christ and therefore united to one another in this in this life. Yeah, and I think it's profound that <clears throat> this, the, the disagreement, the conflict, is significant. That's why it must I mean, be right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it not only is it being addressed, it's being specifically addressed in the sense that like individuals are being called out, which just as an aside, I, I, I can't imagine that you think he ever thought that they'd be <laughs> yes. permanently in yes. God's inspired word, but here they yes. are. Can't imagine being these two ladies in that sense. Nope. Um, nope. I urge Bob and I urge. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Why'd you pick me? <laughs> yeah, I was, and, and Stuart. Um, yeah. But what's, what's fascinating though is, is there's a sense where I think we instinctively get that this is a big deal. Yes. And yet what's also interesting, and I don't mean to diminish whatever was going on, but for Paul, the actual particulars also didn't matter. That's right. It's not mentioned here. And, and it could have been anything and it is something serious. And yeah, I think this is fascinating is that like that is actually not his greatest concern. Like whether it was a doctrinal squabble, mm-hmm. whether it was um, just simply relational matters, yep. like that's being put aside and that's actually not how they're going to regain unity. That's right. I, I, this is just fascinating to see yes. because it almost feels like you, you can't go there. And yet for Paul, for them to actually uh, forge unity, enjoy the, 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 the bond of the, uh, of the peace that yeah. the spirit has produced is not actually about resolving those things. It's about seeing who they are together in mm-hmm. Christ mm-hmm. and being united on the most important things. Yep. Yep. I, I just find that fascinating. I don't, I don't yeah. know like how, how, you, how you think or see that, but it just stuns me that the matter is not addressed. And in Paul's yep. mind, I think that must be secondary to them having unity than these other primary things, which is again, seeing who they are in Christ. They're both written in the book of life. Yep. And that if they're going to agree, evidently it's, it's not about whatever they're disagreeing about that they're going to eventually agree on. It's that they need to find that they need to agree in the Lord. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? It, it is fascinating. I, 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 my, I, I see it similarly. And with maybe one sort of nuance for me was that I was looking at and thought, you know, it's interesting. He doesn't talk about what it is because ultimately we tend to think what, what we're disagreeing about matters a lot. And, and we want our issue resolved, right? right in a, yep. in a conflict. And he, he's saying, no, there's, there are bigger things to be reconciled about and united about, yeah. right? He wants them relationally to be united and reconciled. There's no doubt about that, right? He always wants that and, and clearly, but yeah, he's saying that let's, Let's let's be united in the important things, right? And he's told them what they were right, throughout his whole letter, right? Yep. And so, so yeah, he is. Uh, he and he could have, <laughs> he could have. I, I love what he did. Is he he didn't actually 
he mentions them, he says it, he doesn't say what it is, and he also doesn't shame them. He actually commends them, right? You, you are gospel workers. You have worked alongside me, right? And in the sense of, I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative about you other than you don't agree right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so it, it's, it's interesting, right? He, he could, have, could have gone, because when it's a false teacher or it's someone else like who has shipwrecked their faith completely, right? He, like in Timothy, his letter to Timothy, he, he mentions them. He says that they've shipwrecked their faith. He's, he's rather forceful about it, right? And here, these two apparently are, are, are dear to him, coworkers for the gospel, and he, he's, he wants them reconciled. I, I just, I find it amazing. It's not, it's not what we do, actually. Well, again, it, goes, it goes back to um, the beginning of chapter two when um, he's given them, them the means by which they're to be unified. Mm-hmm. It's not about uh, sameness. Right. It's not about like uniformity, right. but it's about being united a, 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 around and in the most important things. That's right. yes. and, Who uh, you are in Christ and the gospel. I, I think the other thing that's interesting here too, and I'm just trying to pick up sort of things as we pursue um, reconciliation with one another. Yeah, it, it takes two to tango with these things. And, and it doesn't mean that there might not be in, in quite often situations where somebody might not be a bit more at fault than, than another, but, sure. it, but it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, he urges to your point earlier, urges both of them. Yes. And, and it's emphatic because urges there twice. Yes. He urges both of them to do it, uh, to pursue this. Yeah. So it's not just, yeah. Hey, look, you both got to do it, but really, you know, Yodia, come on, man, you right. know, come on, right. lady, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. it, it's both, both have got to, if we're going to find unity, both have got to be able to, humble themselves, yeah. lay down their own interests for the interests of others and, and pursue yes. unity based on who they are in Christ and about the most important things that are going to keep them unified. Because, Hey, I got to imagine that they're similar to us. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, Grace Powell church, we're very diverse people. Yep. Um, and not just ethnicity though, we're, we're quite diverse uh, ethnically as well, but but ways of thinking, approaches, yeah. preferences, all sorts of things. We, yeah. have, we have pretty good diversity within yeah. our church. And yet, I believe by God's grace, we find unity because our unity isn't about those things. It's about the most important things and that we're agreeing in the Lord. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really great point because um, we have all, as you said, we have lots of differences in views. It could be political views. It could be views about all kinds of stuff, right? But where we don't or shouldn't have differences are on things that scripture teaches and tells us, right? God's word and who we are in Christ and what that means for our life. And we can find, and, and so rather than let the, those other things divide us, we should find unity in the things that bring us together, which yep. is who we are in Christ. Right. And so that that's powerful. And it just reminds us, you know, as we're, as we, as we go through life, there are going to be things like you said, that we disagree about with someone and we can uh, be passionate about our, our, our views at times. Right? That's right. And then we find ourselves irritated or angry with someone because they don't agree with us or, and, and we let that divide us or we don't have fellowship with them for some reason, or we, we respond in ways that are hurtful. Yep. in the conversation, right? And Paul's call is to, no, 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 I urge you, I urge you, right, to to agree in the Lord on the on who you are in Christ, on the things that uh, are, are important, which is the gospel and, and being citizens of heaven and all the things he's talked about, right? And how would that change? I mean, just think about that for a minute. If that's what we thought about in the midst of every conflict, <laughs> how would that change the way we work them out? 
Well, I mean, you know, I, I think I remember us talking about when we were in chapter two of about the things that we should be united around. And we talked about primary and secondary issues and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if, if we are united around the primary issues of the gospel, then, then we won't get distracted and diverted by secondary and tertiary right. issues. Yeah. Also, uh, part of being united in the gospel is uh, each one striving by God's grace to be humble. And that looks like laying yeah. down your interests for the interests of others. And so if we are all doing that together, yeah. then there's not going to be somebody who's, who's sort of trying to vie for supremacy of their own preferences. And so all of a sudden now we're a people together who are, yeah. who are laying down our own lives, our own preferences for, yeah. for others, just as our savior did. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, yeah, there's just, there's this harmony yeah. of what that looks like to be together amongst a diverse of people, diversity of yeah. view and opinion and stuff like that. And and that can exist. Yeah. As long as we kind of put put right perspective and, and right onus on how we're thinking about the primary things of the gospel. Yeah. And if we're a people who are living in humility trying to That's right. Constantly put down our own interests for the interests of others. Yeah. Um we, we can strive, uh, we can stand firm in the Lord. Yeah, what, what a beautiful picture that is. I, I often think of it as, um, it reminds me of Romans 12 where he says, honor one another, right? Just sort of people tripping over each other, trying to serve them and to love them and to think of their interests first. Yeah. What a different, and, and this is actually, we've got to remember, this is two believers. He's talking yeah. about two believers here, not just you know our interaction with the world, not our interaction with the world, but two believers in this case. And, well, and look, what, what, what a way it would be. Well, look, look. The, the reality is, um, we should, uh, these types of things should also be both uh, unsurprising and, and hopeful. Yeah. Uh, unsurprising because Yodi and Sintiki, just like us, are, are dealing with remaining sin. So unsurprising when, when relational conflict right. comes up even between two believers yep. because we are still battling against our remaining sin. The sin within us that has the DNA of isolation, meism, mm-hmm. division, but there's hope. Mm-hmm. There's hope because amongst believers, you're talking about people who are in the book of life. That's right. You're talking about people who are the beloved of the Lord. You're talking yes. about people who have the Holy Spirit within them. Therefore, uh, th- there's actually hope for change. There's, there's hope for being able to lay down our own interests for the interests of yes. others. Yeah. So both unsurprising and hopeful. And, and, and I think I'll just sort of go uh, one more step with that. And I think that is sort of the eschatological hope too. the, the, the fact that one day there will be no more of this disagreement. Yeah. There will be none of that anymore. And when he, and Paul Pack talks back in the very beginning of verse, in verse one, he, he says my crown, right? That is the reference to right. Him noticing not in his own work in life yep. as he does in I think first Thessalonians, two sixteen, right? He's he's saying my boast is actually going to be when you're presented before the Lord, and the Lord says, you know, look at that. He can say, look at them, yeah, right, not him. And so he, there is this uh, pointing forward, and I think too, that, and that gives us great hope, especially in cases where we're struggling. Uh, th- there will come a time where this won't be a struggle we have, but in the in in, in the time between when Christ came and when He returns. This time, this is the hope we have that God will help us change because of who we are in Christ. We, we are empowered through the Spirit. We go back to Philippians 2, 12, and 13, right? As we're working out our salvation and striving for unity with one another, it is God who, who works and wills inside of us, right, to do yep. that. So here's the other interesting thing, and I, I think this is important too, because when we have disagreements, we can think it's just us. 
and only us who has to figure this out. Right. But God gives us the church, the body of Christ to come along and That's help. Right. And, and Paul really shows that. He says, yes, this is the second, uh, another command, right? Yes, I also ask you, true partner. Don't know who that is, right? We really don't, it, 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 but it's in the singular. So it's likely a person. He's our leader in the church, possibly. Hard to know. You I, may have an idea. I, I do, but, okay. you know, Go I, ahead. I hold it really, I think it's Epaphroditus. I mean, that, oh. that's who's brought this letter. Yeah, you know what? That could be. So that's I, that, good. That would be the scene. That would appear to be the. If there is a real leader amongst leaders in, yeah. I, I think it's Epaphroditus, but it's still yeah. speculation. Because he so. he. Uh, I mean, if you go back into when he's talking about Epaphroditus, even Timothy, right? He sort of starts talking about them in that way, right? Yeah, he doesn't use this particular no, word, but but we it's clear that Epaphroditus is a coworker, and yeah, he's, and yeah. he's a part of the Philippian church. Yeah, so that's the difference, right? Like if you had yes. between the two of them, you're looking at a yeah, that's good. Yeah, yay, Stuart. Good but job. I don't know. Yeah, no, we know. don't know. But nevertheless, but, whoever this is, they are committed to help, help. right? To help. Yeah. Uh, to help. Yeah, we're we're, we're not. Uh, we're not left on our own um, individually or as uh, maybe in the moment uh, uh, two Christians in conflict mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're by God's grace yes. when he saves us he then puts us into community yeah uh, to live life together with with all of with all of our sin with all of our imperfections <laughs> as we pursue Christ likeness together and and, and I, I think there's just want to think of the implications of that sort of in the normal everyday life what does that mean for those of us who aren't in disagreement right that says actually that we we, we can't just ignore these things around us either right we should not be people who just say oh yeah look at that man they are just in disagreement and disunity and we're just we're just not doing anything to help yeah right there's a call here paul calls his true partner paphroditus possibly right to help and that's the same call we all have if we have we know a brother or sister or two brothers or two sisters that are struggling in disunity we are not to sit around we're to help we're to come alongside as you said god gave us the church the community that's part of when we think about the means of grace right that god gives us to change and grow we have the word we have prayer but we also have other believers that god puts in our life yeah uh so the uh the the the, the word help here um can have that real sense of of go after and seize, mm-hmm. apprehend. Uh, it, oh, may, yeah. Which which is a bit different. And and seize when you think women. about that, right? Yeah. Seize or apprehend. Wow. Yeah. But, but what's interesting is I I do think that underneath of that is actually the help, not to go put in the prison. Right. And it makes me think of Galatians six. Yeah. Right. Okay. Six one. Right. Brothers and sisters, if someone yes. has overtaken any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, go after, restore such yes. a person with the gentle yes. spirit, now watching out for yourself, so that you also won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens, and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. It's. It's. I love that you pointed that out because help can mean prayer pray for them certainly right but there's something more intense intense here. Right. It, it is a sense of being intentionally going and saying. It, the seas don't grab them, but it is a sense of seizing, right? And saying, "Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm here to help you." Yeah. And there's something going on here that that, that is not right, brother, because exactly you, you're you're a brother in Christ, and he's a brother in Christ, and and we got to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. That's that's isn't it interesting. That's this is not a. Uh, this is not. Yeah, help can have different connotations. Help can be exactly what we just talked about, the, the Galatians 6, one thing. Yep. But help also might be sort of like a, well, let's be a passive third-party witness and just sort of sit there. And yeah. uh, and that that's not terrible. But I, even with my tone, I'm trying to say that 
it can be a difference. And I think here, because of it also sort of mean this idea of go seize and apprehend, mm, yeah. is there is something distressing going on. Well, yeah. between these women, yeah. But as you talked about, this actually is distressing to the community of believers. That's why this got elevated up to the apostle. This was that's not right, minor yeah. stuff. This was actually causing disruption within the community. Yes. And that's yeah. what, hey, conflict, yeah. conflict that happens, right? Yeah. Please think about it. Conflict uh, with, uh, with, with a, a, a mommy and daddy, it, it, it can have yeah. ramifications within the family. So, yep. so can it be if, if you and I had conflict, it's going to have ramifications with the That's elder right. team or with the staff or yep. if two people in your home group, it's going to have ramifications. Like, That's it, right. It, it never just kind of stays there. It always That's sort right. of reverberates out. And so this is, you need, you got to go and, and take hold and seize these people, That's but right. not, as you said, not, not like grabbing them by their <laughs> right, shoulders right, and, and right. like what for, but, yeah. but this is, this is urgent. Yeah. We, we got to take sin serious. Yeah. Uh, relational conflict can just be a, a, a virus that just spreads. So yeah. we got to, we got sin is serious. We got to, we got to go, but we got to, if, if this is supposed to make us think about, I, I think it's reasonable to conclude of how, how should we go and pursue people that we're seeing wayward? Well, Galatians 6, yeah. 1, we do it with gentleness. Yes. Yes. But we got to go with the seriousness that this is sin, but there's hope in the gospel for change. That's right. Yeah. I think that's right. And I, 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 I think that we, when we, it makes you ask the question, right? We should be sort of um, self-examining all the time. Is there somebody I know of that's struggling in some disagreement and I'm not, I've not come alongside, I've not even approached them to talk about it, right? Am I just sort of watching it and I know about it and no one else does and I'm just letting it happen? And, yeah. and, and for everything, all the reasons you said and for the reason Paula said before, this is, this is so important to the unity of the church uh, and it is so important to our witness to the world, Mm-hmm. That we we resolve these things. That we are yes. not a disunified people. That we are not a people who are contentious with one another in that sense. And and that we seek reconciliation. And I just uh, I'm just so glad you pointed that out about help because I actually did not look up that word uh, yet. And um, it, it's such a different picture because it is a, a picture of being intentional. It is a picture of being not passive but active in the mm-hmm. body of the Christ because you care not just about the person but about the church and the unity of the body. You care about the, the name of Christ and the way it, it looks to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know that this impacts the proclamation of the gospel as well. Mm-hmm. Why, why am I going to listen to you with your proclamation of the gospel? You can't even get along with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? There's just so many things that Paul has talked about in this letter mm-hmm. that sort of flow into this. But the, I think, honestly, I don't want to you know, make your head too large today, but the, um, <laughs> the, the help word is really important. I think, I think that is a, like a, a, just a wonderful takeaway for us to, to there, think about it that way. The, the stuff that we've talked about, like, um, what they've actually done that uh, they've contended for the gospel and uh, who they are, like yeah. names in the book of life. That, yep. That's actually um, like everybody's reading that. So everybody's now being reminded of that. But in particular, that's that's sort of equipped with the person who is charged to go and help. Yes. So they're helping in view of who these like, like past grace in their life yep. of that they've been contending. So there's yep. evidence of God's grace. Don't give up. There's evidence of God's past grace in their life. And yep. they're, they're written. They're That's written right. in the book of life. So, so because of the, you got to go help them, remind yes. them of these things. Yes. Uh, so that's also an equipping thing for the person who's helping. It's not merely yeah. as it, and it will be, it should be. These are the things that we need to remind yeah. those that we are going and seeking and, and helping and serving uh, for the purpose of reconciliation of, evidence of God's grace in their life, who, who they are, um, because of Christ. Um, but it's, we need to know those things too, Yeah. because we, we might go and, um, uh, 
uh, try, try to seek to seize them with the gospel uh, in a wrong way as well. And again, mm-hmm. that goes back to the Galatians saying, do it with gentleness. That's well, right. I think part of the way that we're going to do that and approach it is, is us also, th- those who are actually um, helping to bring about reconciliation with others, yeah. as we pursue those in sin, we do that knowing who they are as well, right? That, that yeah. frames the way we think about this. So this is not just yeah. a, a person. This is not just a person made in the image of God, but this is a person made in the image of God whom Christ has redeemed. That's right. And God has been showing grace to. And so there is hope for change. It, it, it counteracts our tendency to judge. Sure. Right to or to question their salvation because of the the way in which they're they're fighting or or whatever it is. Right, it, yep. he, he's saying, listen, they're partners in the gospel. They are they are they are people in the book of life. They are those who have eternal life. God who chose an eternity past to redeem them by the blood of the Lamb. Right to make them His children, to to change them to be more like Christ in their life. Yep. Don't forget that when you go talk to them. Right, right. Yep, um, and that. Yeah, I, I think as you said, what what it just brings to my mind is we can be discouraged as the one who's trying to help too. Like this seems intractable. Oh, no doubt. Right, but this gives us hope, right? Because we know that not all, it isn't just my words of help that are going to do it, right? It is yeah. the the God, the Creator God of the universe is working in them, right? They are have the Holy Spirit working in them, and there is always hope. Always with hope. with wrong perspective. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I know myself, right? Um, with 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 not not having that perspective in view, I mean, I can be tempted to being impatient, yeah, um, to wanting to go and and, and seize mm-hmm. in unkind and gentle ways, yeah. and is stop it, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and we, now, mm-hmm. um, but but having these things in view, having God's grace in view, having their identity in view as a a child of God, I mean, I, that just that instills that like, mm-hmm. and it just energizes gentleness it yeah. energizes patience that the lord has been patient with them yeah and the lord has been patient with me I, I i should be patient with them as well and, and gentle and because there is is hope for change i don't feel like i've got to manufacture it and that's right produce it or manipulate it yeah uh, yeah. yeah and yeah. and and i think in the those who are just as it is for the person who is sort of trying to come along and, and help them right it is for, for them as well to see one another in this way, right? That's the other thing that, that, you know, when he calls them out and urges them, they are in the book of life. He's reminding them, as you were saying, who they are. And that also, I think, helps us to be uh, attitudinally forgiving. <laughs> attitudinally. Right? Like, like like Mark eleven twenty five is it, right? Where he talks about if you're praying, right? And you have something against someone, forgive them, essentially talking about yeah. between you and the Lord, right? Releasing in that moment. Yeah. But uh, no one no one had that word on their bingo card this morning. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's tw- twice. Yes. Uh, I'll have to stop making up words. But anyway, th- this no, that is, might actually be a word. It though. is a word. I, it I, is so, <laughs> but I'm still saying no one else had that on their bingo card this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. But um, I mean, this is a great passage this morning. It's been uh, awesome to talk through it. And just to, to, like I said, to see the way Paul connects the letter and this yep. sort of final summative, summative command. Awesome. Hey, I just there to it is. Bingo uh, command out there that, that really summarizes everything he said in sort of a, I mean, in one, in one sentence, right? To bring it back to them, to call them to stand firm. And then how he, he, he calls then right after that for this, this reconciliation to happen. And for the, not only for the, the two um, 
Christians to reconcile, to agree in the Lord, but also for this true partner, this brother in Christ to come alongside them and, and seize them, right? To, in a sense, um, get their attention, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this, we, no, we can't keep doing this. We, we've got to, we've got to do, we've got, we've got to reconcile and be unified. And, um, and the beauty of both who they are in Christ being the source of motivation and basis for all of this and the God's gift of the church to come alongside us in the midst of those things. So yeah, uh, that was awesome today. Hey man, thanks for the conversation. Yeah. Enjoy it always. Always. Well, and thanks to you who are listening. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please consider doing so. If you are new to the pod, we especially want to thank you for joining us. You can find out more uh, about the pod, Bob, myself, Grace Bible Church at gbclawton.com. Well, bye, Bob. Bye,